Thanks for checking out Coffee Pods, a coffee break length look into the Christian healing ministry. This season, we're chatting through how we can find hope when life hurts. So whether you're an Americano, a cappuccino, or a latte, there is something here for you. So pick up your coffee mug, plug yourself in, and let's go. Hey Wes, how you doing? Yeah, good morning. Yeah, doing okay, thank you. Brilliant. Are you looking forward to another conversation? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I I love these conversations because it almost feels a little bit as if those who are, are listening are sort of joining with us at the time. They're all mm. part of this. And and can I just say we really love your feedback. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's been so encouraging, hasn't it? And it has um, indeed. Yeah, and I, I feel like some of these conversations or the topics more so are ones that um, they don't get spoken about in public quite as often. And so I, I really hope that this is a safe place for those that are listening. Yeah, me too. In fact, I was I was reflecting um, and, I, and I know that they're perhaps not the traditional Christian sort of themes for Sunday. But actually, I don't think I've heard a message either at all or for an incredibly long time on some of the issues that we've talked about in the last few coffee pods. I was mm. just thinking, mm, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got another another one today. Um, okay. We're going to be chatting through eating disorders. Now, um, we should probably just say Wes and I, as usual, we're not uh, medics, we're not professionals in, in this area, but um, we'd love to just share some hope through our conversation. But obviously eating dif- disorders can affect anyone, can't they? And it's, it's not simply a case of saying, oh, I don't feel like eating or I'm not hungry. So how would you say they are defined, Wes? Well, it's funny. An eating disorder is um, described as a mental condition, actually. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a mental health issue um, where people tend to use control of food to cope with other situations and their emotions and their feelings. So it's, uh, it's partly a, a defense mechanism. It's a partly, um, and, and, and not just even in, in eating disorders, but we use things to try and gain control yeah. of bits of our lives that are out of, you know, out of reach for us. And, and eating disorders is uh, one of them. Um, it can be that you eat too little or you eat too much. Um, you might be worried about uh, weight and, and body shape. Um, and as you say, anybody can get it because although it's sort of characteristically um, teenagers between, say, the ages of 13 and 17, male and female, funnily enough, mm. uh, so it's not just uh, the ladies, um, they might be mostly affected, but actually anybody it can hit anybody. Absolutely. And I think that's sometimes why, it can be unseen, can't it? Because partly because we don't expect it of some people, um, but also because it is one of those illnesses that's to do with the mind. It, it's often um, not seen physically straight away. Um, and, and as you said, sometimes it's overeating, sometimes it's not eating enough. Um, so there's various types of eating disorders, but what would you say some of the signs are? Well, I mean, you've got things like um, anorexia nervosa, Okay, trying to call you, control your weight by not eating enough or to even too much exercise is, is mm. put in that same category or doing both. So you get people who are like fanatics about exercise. And, you know, and yeah, I mean, Mary and I, we try and walk each day and whatever. But, you know, if it's raining, I probably don't, 
you know, yeah. do that. But actually, it's it's that. Then there's bulimia, which is um, losing control over how much you eat, and then you know, eating too much and taking drastic action to sort of not to put on weight. So mm. you know, there's the whole thing. Um, I mean, I watched the the film about Lady Diana, and you know, the whole mechanism that was going through the sorrow that she was experiencing. And then there's um, there's actually there is actually a disorder called binge eating disorder mm. where we eat too much until we feel uncomfortably full and i'm not talking about the odd chinese meal which i'm sure we've all have you noticed yeah. with some chinese meals you just think i've got to finish this but um, yeah. it's it's, it, it's a regular sort of habit and, and actually let me be honest there may be other stuff as well but mm. um you know it's things like uh people might spend um uh, quite a lot of time worrying about their weight body shape but they might avoid socializing when they think food's on on the go, yeah. they might arrive late at a meal. Say, "Oh, look, don't worry about me," and you know that's fine. Eating very um, little food, making yourself sick after you've eaten those sort of things. Um, mm. And you know, one of the characteristics for often is is very you know significant mood swings. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people. I mean, this is. Um, not obviously not an eating disorder but talk, people talk about being hangry don't they you know yeah. when when you're that hungry you do get a little bit hangry um but absolutely that's definitely going to affect people um if they're not being you know they're not eating properly um and they're not getting the nutrition they need things like that um yeah and yeah and you might and in that you might feel cold or dizzy yeah um, or, or even excessively tired you can have pain tingling numbness in your arms and legs because of poor circulation and all these things sort of you know even like your heart racing all of these things come to to play mm. um in this sort of thing yeah and um i'm shortly going to ask you to sort of lead us into the bible um so we can get some inspiration from there but um i suppose a quick question and you may not know an answer but if you if you uh, knew somebody and you suspected they might they might be suffering from an eating disorder, as a Christian, how would you want to support them? Do you feel? That's a great question. I think the the first thing is that one of the things I loved about Acorn when I first joined is that we had this very clear understanding about miracle and medicine that the yeah. two things came together. So I would say, yes, certainly, you know, love, be compassionate, don't keep pointing out, you haven't eaten this and you haven't finished that. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, but I would say, yes, certainly pray, certainly encourage, but mm -hmm. there are other issues that um, might need addressed. And some of those may be to do with medical things. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it could be to do with metabolism and um, it could to do with issues of stress and unhappiness and a whole host of other things. Mm -hmm. and, and in a sense, um, things like um, CBT and, and just some counseling, some of those things might be needed mm -hmm. as well as just sort of, you know, trying to put a roast dinner in front of somebody and say, you know, eat, eat this for me. I think one of the things I would certainly pray, and, and the thing that I've I found myself praying in those things are about the discovery that we are made in the image of God. Mm. And, and obviously, if if it's to do, I mean, and our, as our culture, we are obsessed with body image yeah. and body shape, you know, as if that 
And it's, it's the external, isn't it funny? It says that God looks at the heart, not the external, but actually <laughs> we do completely the opposite. Yeah, we you know, do. If, you know, and, and I, I think, I think particularly for young ladies, it must be really hard if, if the, the, the only impression that you're getting from the media is that you're valuable if you um, look like this and have this shape and, and whatever. Mm. And, and actually, you know, as, as we've just been talking about, it's also for young guys as well. Yeah. You know? um, and actually, I, I feel, you know, I've got grandchildren growing up and, and, and whatever, and you feel for them, you're growing up in this culture. So I would say, okay, there's something about being made in the image of God. And, mm. and, and, and somebody pointed out that um, it, it's really interesting that when God created everything else, he he put within it the ability for it to reproduce, like seeds repeat, reproduce seeds and yeah. birds reproduce birds, whatever. He said, but when it came to the creation of humanity, God didn't do that. He actually put himself in us. He didn't leave um, humanity just to simply reproduce. He put himself mm -hmm. in us. We were the product of engagement with him, whereas leaves and trees just carry on doing what leaves and yeah. trees do. You know, and, and uh, as a guy called G.K. Chesterton, I, what about this for a quote, um, Lisa? It's absolutely brilliant. He said, you know, that, that in a sense, creation was sort of constructed, but actually humanity was created. And, and I know that we were all created. So before anybody writes in and says, you know, <laughs> um, but he was trying to draw this, this conclusion. And this is what he said. I thought this is priceless. The whole difference between construction and creation is exactly this, that a thing constructed can only be loved after it's constructed. But a thing created is loved before it's created. Wow. G.K. Chesterton. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. yeah. And actually, so I would say in relation to us being made in the image of God, we were loved before we came into being. Mm. You know, That's so, amazing. You know, an architect can look can look at having a picture of a building, and when it's done, he can go, "Wow, I really love this." But actually, have you noticed that children that, that um, children are loved even before conception? Just the idea of a child, yeah, a yeah, and they think, "Oh, we're gonna," you know, let's, let's, you know. And I think that's beautiful. And actually, it, what it says to me is that that's how God feels about us—that He put within us those, those loving capacities to to be able to be like Him. And so I would say, you know, one of the things I talk about is not necessarily just focusing on what is our outward image, but actually I say to people, do you realize you have made in the image of God, you have some of the same capacities that God has. Mm. You have the capacity to love, you have the capacity for creativity, mm. you know? And so I think sometimes it's because perhaps, you know, we get, we do get caught in this trap of how do I appear to others? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like we need to hear more of what you've just been saying. Yeah. You know, and I just think, wow, you know, I said to my kids, you're amazing. You know, and they said, why? I said, because you get to live like God does. Mm. You know, you can create, you can sacrifice, you can have mercy, you can do all of these things. So mm. I think in a sense, there's, there's that which I think is, is really beautiful. I mean, to this, you've got things like you probably add in body dysmorphia. Yeah. Um, and obviously with some eating disorders, there's some allergies and stuff that, that mm. impact us that have nothing to do with, you know, anything we've done um, wrong necessarily. It's just that um, our systems react to a foreign substance, you know, yeah. as if it's going to harmful to us, even though it might not be. 
but mm. it creates all the symptoms of defending it. And so all of these sort of things do come in to, to this sort of general thing. It's very complex, isn't it? It's, mm. it's really complex. It's not just a case of making a decision about how you're living your life uh, with this sort of thing. No, and and you know, I, I, I've I know people who are um, you know challenged by body dysmorphia, and it, it is a it's a serious thing for them. Mm. And, and you know, I think in a sense, as church, we need to sort of get a little bit more aware and gend up about mm. it. But um, you know, even down to um, not just think, thinking excessively about your your body and parts of mm. your body, and whatever, but even trying to cover up your flaws you know, mm. so that they can't see. And of course, the thing is, they might only be evident to you. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Um, Mary was just saying, um, we've just been doing some more recording for the second thing of, of uh, oh, yeah. Psalms 2. And uh, there's a song, and I've been working on it, and I've you know, been in the studio and just working at it like this. And in the end, Mary says to me, you know, it's okay. And I said, no, but I can hear a thing. It's just like, you know, over there. And, you know, I'll spend another half hour just trying to get that thing right. And she mm. says, you do realize you're the only person who can hear that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, I, you know, in the end, I have to sort of step away from it. And I think, you know, it's easy for me in a sense to do that with music, although it does get a bit of an obsession every now and again. Um, but actually, I think just discovering that what it means for us to be made in the image of God. Mm. And that gives me hope. Do you know, Lisa, it gives me hope, not just for my outside life, but for my inside life. Because I think some mm. people can have sort of eating disorders spiritually in the sense of, you know, we don't get the right stuff in us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember when um, I was planning my wedding, um, I was getting really discouraged because obviously, you, you know, when you go to pick your dress and you see... <sighs> You see everybody in these beautiful dresses and they're, they're very slim and they look absolutely amazing. And I remember saying to my best friend, like, I just don't know how I'm going to feel on the day. I, you know, I chose my dress, but I don't know how I'm going to feel because I don't look like what I'm seeing, like on Instagram and Pinterest and all these things. And she said, actually, why don't you start changing your Instagram feed? And she's like, why don't you start following like so you could follow plus size brides um things like that where it's not just what the you know the media are feeding us initially which is you know the standard image of a bride and that changed a bit like what you've just said about your spiritual um food or feeding mm. that was something practical as well i could do to try and help me think differently about what i'm seeing in front of me so I think, yeah, there's a few different things you can do spiritually, practically, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really helpful, Lisa, you know, and anybody listening, hey, just take that on board. Because, I mean, somebody worked out that uh, in this country, the media is run by about six outlets. Mm. So there are six, if you like, there are six people who are telling us exactly what reality is and and you know i i think one of the things that i've tried to do is to say god can i hear reality from you yeah rather than reality from everybody else because you know i'm, I'm getting older um i still feel 25 but i definitely don't look 25 <laughs> and i definitely don't move like a 25 year old and you know and i do think that in a sense just even with the eating disorders there's something perhaps that god might say to us and i was, I was sort of reflecting on it and I came to that quote 
of Jesus in John chapter 6, verse 35. And he says, I am the bread of life. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and he'll talk about being the water of life to, to the woman at the well. And, and whoever drinks of me, you know, will, will not be thirsty. And whoever eats of me will not be hungry. And do you know, I was just, there's a lovely quote um, that, that Heidi Baker um, uses of Mother Teresa. And mm-hmm. Mother Teresa says, when Jesus came into the world, he loved it so much that he gave his life for it. He wanted to satisfy our hunger for God. And what did he do? He made himself the bread of life. He became small, fragile, and defenseless for us. Bits of bread can be so small that even a baby can chew it. He became the bread of life to satisfy our hunger for God, our hunger for love. Mm. And I just thought, you know, Jesus, you know, I, I love the fact that God can come to us in ways that we can inwardly digest absolutely you know and, 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 I, and it's about love it's not about being told off and, yeah. I, and I think you know for us today um, just with this issue of of uh, um, a mental health challenge about food I just want to give people hope today that, that the Holy Spirit can work in you at such a way that you can manage it and he can draw you whether that's through you know prayer and miracle or whether it's through medics and and counsel god can do both absolutely yeah and i think that's the the amazing thing the amazing news is that it's love isn't it that heals us it's his love that brings healing um and so yeah, yeah if we seek his bread or seek him jesus that we can receive healing through that Amazing. Is there anything you want to add before I ask you to pray? I, well, I just, just incredible. The um, little theological thought here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a God who gets his will done through love is much greater than a God who gets his will done through sheer power. Mm, and definitely. and the, the God and Father of Jesus is the first. He yeah. gets his will done through love. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Awesome. Will you pray then, please, Wes? Let's do that. Thank you. Father, thank you that um, for all of us gathered here, whatever time, that we are made in your image and that we are created to receive the love of God. And Lord, that's what I pray for now, Jesus. Lord, for those of us who are gathered here listening, would you now visit us with the love of God, the bread of life, the bread that gives life, not takes life away. Mm-hmm. And Lord, may we just, Lord, I pray now just that we might know that made in your image, we are the objects of your deep, passionate and caring love. And Lord, please bring help in whatever way, small or great, is needed for lives today. And I ask this because of my relationship with Jesus and in his name. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you, Wes. And if you've enjoyed or found today helpful, please let us know because it's an encouragement uh, to us as well, isn't it, Wes? (laughs) It certainly is. It's been great to talk to you again, Lisa. And you. Catch you soon. 
We hope that you found this week's episode of Coffee Pods helpful and inspirational. If you like what you're listening to, please give us a like and share. We'll catch you soon.